developed, created, and owned by James Pro Artistry Productions. Welcome to this week's episode of The Perceptive Readers, a podcast series made in the Product of Culture, aka Parkbooks website's office. Hi, I'm James. Oh, you taught me all too well. Hi, Perceptive Readers. Welcome to this podcast. Today, I'm drinking a cup of coffee. I don't have a serious uh, theme or topic that you know I start off with as far as to let you know what would be the whole subject matter during the next maybe 15, 20 minutes, you see. Well, what I do want to start off talking about, though, is this. You know, there are occupations that if you ever lose a empathetic or sympathetic view, sympathetic view towards matters, it really is time to, you know, maybe, you know, take a short vacation. Depending on where you're at, it may require a long vacation. Depending on, again, even further, you know, feelings that you have, if they are just brewing or what have you, it may take a transition to another job altogether. Do you believe that? Do you feel that? Um, some of you probably do. And then some of you most likely are saying, well, why do you say that? Well, I'll tell you why I say that. It's because... You know, I was sitting here thinking today uh, about some of the things that I am very grateful for. And that always has something to do with uh, some of the teachings that I required over the years. And, and that's why I started off saying, oh, you, know, you taught me all too well on this subject or that subject. See, there are some things that we learn um, from the good old days that no matter what, even if no one else ever heard it said in quite the same way, you know you can stick to whatever it is that you learned from this person or that person. You understand uh, what I'm saying here? Well, along with that, one of those happens to be... Uh, Overall, you know, everyone should either uh, pursue an occupation or something that not only they'll be good at, but it will be, you know, good for their mental health as well, their mental and physical health. Yes, granted, today it is not always uh, that type of situation. However, some people still learn whatever they do in their recreational and yes, even spiritual matters, that just totally compensates for it. You see, that happens as well. So you can actually be doing, um, you know, some type of job or what have you that doesn't necessarily, as they say, float your boat, but because of what you do outside of that as well, it takes that same good feeling from your uh, recreation, from your spiritual pursuits and things of that nature, and you're able to still take that right back on the job that, you know, you probably wouldn't mind doing something else in that field or what have you. So you still 
overall happy. Now, moving on to where I talked about, though, there are occupations, uh, fields, that if the person really is unhappy in it, it would be best for them to take some type of vacation, whether it's an extended one or actually leaving the field altogether at times. Why? Just because of the serious effect that it can have on others if they are not carrying out that job, you see, uh, even if they have all the skills in the world, but they're still not applying that skills because they don't have the, you know, right motivation anymore, the right mindset or heart anymore to actually, you know, carry out their skills that at one time would have been award winning, you see. Now they may be uh, subpar, you see, just because of what's going on mentally now. Why is this so important? Okay, this is uh, my favorite part of what I wanted to talk about because I told you I was sitting here thinking about uh, some of the things that I'm grateful for. Um, and one of those happens to be with teachings. And see, and some of those teachings, as you know, I make no qualms about it. Uh, and since this is, once again, just me talking, I'm going to talk like I talk inside my brain. So, you know, there's going to be uh, some definites here, de definite statements. Uh, some people might say dogmatic statements, but all the same, I 100% and more uh, know, see, let me start off now, that my dogmatic statements are correct. Okay, and and so that that's that. Now, so with that, like I said, with one of the teachings, uh, I know for a fact that humans can live forever. And the only scripture that I'm going to mention right now, because I want to make sure I don't, you know, I mention so many that then I go beyond the 20 minute mark of how fast I want to uh, complete this podcast in this time is that, see, even in Job chapter 14, Job was talking about, you know, his life at that time and how he was feeling about different experiences that weren't good at all during that time. And you know for a fact that Job was a sincere, genuine, and even righteous man in God's eyes, okay? And yes, he still experienced a lot of hardships, but yet when he spoke firmly about things that he tried to do as a person, as a worshiper, and yes, even a one who judged matters in, uh, in others, he could, uh, <laughs> I'm going to use the word dogmatically say, but it's not dogmatic. He was just stating facts. But remember, sometimes when you just state facts, people still say you're dogmatic just because of the confidence that you show, or they'll say that you're arrogant. Why? But that doesn't matter. All the same, when Job was stating how he knew he was being fair with every case, how he knew he didn't take bribes or anything from uh, anybody, you know, to actually do something or curtail or do a misjustice, you see. You see, he couldn't be swayed. He couldn't be blackmailed, you see, uh, from giving justice 
to who it was done. He knew it. And remember, if it wasn't true, <laughs> then God wouldn't have looked at him the way that he did in the first place. God would not have had a book in his name about him in the first place, you see. So we know all that is true. And yet at the same time, you read the whole account of Job, and even in his deep pain that he was having at times, you could still tell the man was confident and he was humble at the same time. I know that it's sometimes hard to be seen from people who don't know you, but if that is really the case with other persons too. See, depending on what role or occupation you have to be in sometimes, you know, you just have to say things like they are. But it doesn't mean that you're not giving a lot of consideration and humility to still what you're being, uh, to what you're listening to, you see. Uh, it's like, again, I think about in God, the way he deals with us through, you know, our prayers. Remember, he knows everything and yet he even condescends to listen to what we have to say. And if something is hurting our heart that bad, he'll even change things at times that he, that he wouldn't have did otherwise. And now does he have to do that? No, he doesn't. But it just goes to show you the empathy, the sympathy, the love that he has. Now, let's move on further talking about the knowledge of the things. You know, I talked about being able to live forever because in Job chapter 14, you know, he went on to talk where he had got to a point in his life where he knew his health wasn't feeling good at all. He actually most likely really thought he was going to be dying um, soon. And so the whole point is Job still related. First, he asked the question, could a person live again? But if you keep on reading, like I said, the whole chapter, you see he answered it because he already knew the answer. But he basically said, God, I'll wait for you to raise me back up in that new world, you see. And so he had that knowledge and he was confident that he would be raised back up to life. And the next time he would be raised up back to life, he knew his days would be even longer than a tree, which means he would be living forever. Now, again, with that knowledge, this is the point that I want to talk about with appreciation. Oh, make no mistake about it. There are a lot of things I think about and can think about which would be enjoyment for the next million of years, next million years. Easily, easily, at least for me. And so, you know, I try to share uh, these things with people that you see how we're able to have wonderful moments even during this time and day, whether it's a nice conversation with a friend, um, whether it's going for walks. You know, uh, the, you know, as you know, like there were times, you know, in uh, times fast, especially like during the spring and summer months, you see, where some of us, you know, we went for walks, you see, 
every day, uh, like in the evening, you know, between, uh, it, it, it wasn't dark, it wasn't hot, it wasn't cold. It, you know, there are certain points during, during the day, you know, around about 6 o'clock or, you know, or 7 in the summertime, um, that just perfect, perfect for walking, perfect for jogging and things of that nature. And you just enjoy that. You know, sometimes you can think about, you know, and I know some of the joggers have done this, where... <laughs> You know, they thought they were going to jog a mile or so. And boy, but got the feeling so good, got so into the groove of things, they just kept on jogging. <laughs> boy, went out there and then probably need to call a taxi to get back home. But anyway, let, let me get back to what I'm talking about, about living forever still. And and don't worry, I'm going to be, let me look at my time. Okay, I'm at the 12 minute mark. So, rather go into some of the items that uh, could show even more uh, how our brains will be stimulated on this earth all the terrains you see earth air water you see the sea uh, but then don't let me even go out into space but that's for like I said um, another time because I want to finish this within 20 minutes so with all those thoughts in mind let me go right back again to talking about you see you taught me too well. You see some of the things that I've learned from different persons about how you need to enjoy um, what you're doing to the best of your ability or how some other activities that actually fills in where it may be lacking even in your occupation, you see. Because take, for example, you know, people talk about making a better world. And this is where... You know, I want to uh, conclude with this at making a better world. And you hear a lot at times people talking about uh, is it Darwin or some of these other persons, uh, uh, philosophers and scientists that, you know, really ascribe to the survival of the fittest. And it's sad to see uh, what has happened in even the medical field over the past two years where there were persons who actually loved their jobs even as uh, health care and doctors and nurses losing their jobs. And it's so interesting that at one time where uh, people knew from the Holy Bible uh, uh, expressions on conscience and also the Constitution, which is also in the United States of America, Declaration of Independence, they just knew to just leave certain matters alone. And now some have pushed it like I don't know what. And it's so interesting because the, the ones who are not, you know, taking certain medications and things of that nature, they're the ones being attacked by the ones who chose to do it. Which, again, is so interesting because, okay, if you already taken something that you said um, um, you'll cure it now, which, okay, that's what you say. So, once again, why are you so mad? Because this person's conscience and immune system made it so that they didn't have to take it. That's a, that's a thought. But, see, still, let's move on because I want to talk about how people mention making a better world well is the better world only going to be for again the survival of the fittest that's the way some persons talk 
okay? Is the new world only going to be uh, for two classes, you see? Is the new world going to be for haves and have-nots? Is the new world still going to have persons who can, you see, uh, um, cure, you know, ailments, know what herbs it takes, and things of that nature, you see? And is the new world going to still have a lot of empathetic people? Or will all the ones who are, have developed the survival of the fittest type attitude just said, you know, shame on you if you don't have the strength, if you don't have the knowledge to do this or that. So where would the even elderly fit in that? See, I'm just speaking, you see, in hypothetical uh, thesis, if you will, argument, if you will, as far as ones who could probably write out and say, okay, this is how this would be taken care of that. Because I'm mentioning this because if you look at the climate today and the way that people are treating one another at times, some of those same scenarios that I mentioned, attitudes that I mentioned, it doesn't sound like it would be a happy place. See, to go a step further, I always talk about, you see, God's new world, like I said earlier, about the paradise, about uh, things that would be in abundance. But the way some of these people talk about making a new world, they keep making it sound like you got to be poor. You barely can have anything unless you're of this class distinction. But otherwise, you know, uh, you can't have anything. Um, I like how one person said, and I put his video up, <laughs> where he was saying, uh, some people, they want more, but you don't want it, but they don't want you to have, you know, anything in order to try to uh, become prosperous. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I made a video, or, you know, a couple of times talking about Solomon. How his reign was a reign of peace, you see, and it was a reign of prosperity. And something that people, uh, uh, you know, I, I hope that they are always encouraged to learn, that see, whenever th the nation of Israel at that time was really following what God said, you see, uh, you know, giving him his due, his, you know, his worship in the way they wanted things of that nature. The nation prospered and prospered so much that it didn't mean that they didn't have persons who fell into, uh, you know, poverty at times due to maybe, you know, bad financial decisions or what have you. But you know something? It was not in perpetuity. It was not something that they had to be in for the rest of their life. You see, they had Sabbath, they had Jubilee years, and things where a person could be set free from all these debts. And see, and that's the point that I want to mention is that uh, there are ways uh, to resolve matters, but it really is still going to take the very persons who have that heart and sympathetic feeling, you know, towards um, humans and their plight uh, to resolve them. And whether man, you know, uh, can do it, you see, or not on this side of things, uh, we know with God's kingdom, 
it can be done and it will be done. So I just want to share that that even though some persons are making it sound like you'll just have to sacrifice everything for the for the world to come together. You know what I mean? Well, according to God's word, especially in the Psalms and everything, no, it's a, it's going to be an abundance for everybody. At the very least, everybody gonna have enough to eat. You see, and I'm not just talking just. Uh, or, you know, all, all we can do is just eat wheat or, or grass or whatever. No, uh, everything is going to be in abundance. Fruits and things of that nature. Uh, supplies, uh, the, the greed will be going away. Uh, you don't have to be greedy if you have everything anyway. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, and because always remember that, again, in the end of all matters, Everything is going to work out. And yes, if you are feeling human, you're just going to be down sometimes. You see, you're just going to feel pain sometimes. And at the same time, you see, you can want to get along with people, but there are still certain matters that you have to speak up for why? Because if you let them go, you will find those same uh, um, problems come and actually try to take your very relationship away from the God, the true God himself. And no one has the right to do that. You want me to say that again? There are certain things that even the scripture in Acts talks about where, yes, they move into an area, and you can tell, especially when they start attacking the conscience first, where you say again, uh-uh, I got to obey God as ruler rather than man. This edict, edict that you just put forth, that already crosses into my relationship with my God, the true God. So you can, you see, uh, make decisions from there. Thank you for being here on this Perceptive Readers. I'll see you next time at the 21 minute mark. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers podcast. Remember until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.